lot of drama this weekend. Unfortunately, the Bulls on the wrong end of the scoreboard in both football on Saturday night and, of course, women's soccer on Sunday. That doesn't mean we're not going to have highlights because there were plenty of great ones. And we'll give you the whole outlook for both the women's soccer team and also the men's soccer team, which, going back to Friday night, got the win, but it was kind of a bummer of a night afterwards with what happened. They were officially eliminated from contention to make the conference tournament and saw their season come to an end. So wish we had better news. Volleyball went 0-2, but still got the results for you and tell you what went down. And also tomorrow, reminding you that the basketball season begins. We will have both the men at 5 o'clock against Bethune-Cookman and the women at 8 o'clock against UTRGV. So tomorrow's show, we'll be looking forward to a couple of basketball games. And despite the losses, I'm going to go ahead and predict that Brian Batty will be on the probably special teams notations for the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, he is going to be the special teams player of the week. As we get into the highlights of the game on Saturday night, you will also, of course, hear from Jeff Scott. Had some great things to say after the 52-42 loss. You know how it started, but you'll want to hear it again, don't you? Here it is. Kick is in the air. We are underway, and it's Batty, and it's going to be returnable. He takes it at the goal line. Up the near side of the field, he's got a seam. 35-40 into Houston territory. He's got a touchdown. Brian Batty, second of the year, and the Bulls lead Houston. It took 13 seconds. How about that? All the talk about Marcus Jones, and it's Brian Batty who returns the opening kickoff. And let me tell you, the reaction from the crowd on that touchdown, being there has its benefits, and you could just tell it was a different crowd. It was a lot louder. I don't know what the the final numbers were, but it had a wonderful vibe. And, oh, yeah, they decided to go ahead and put on the green lights display after the touchdowns. Last home game, remember, that was kind of the light show we got at the end of the third quarter. But now it's the touchdown tradition, which I love. And the Bulls get a stop on the next drive. So that was a great start. Unfortunately, they also had a pretty good punt. They have a fine freshman punter, and the Bulls couldn't do anything on their next possession. Then Houston would start to really spread the Bulls out on offense and find holes, wide open holes in the zone. Essentially, that was the issue on this night defensively as Houston had time to throw. Clayton Toon's a talented thrower. Their guys had time to go 10, 15, sometimes 20 yards down the field before breaking off their routes. And essentially every one of their scoring drives had an early 25-yard or so gain, mostly via the air. Houston would tie the game on a spectacular catch by Jake Herslow, originally not called a touchdown, but rightfully reviewed by replay. So it was 7-7. But the Bulls had an immediate answer. One big pass play. One big run play. McLean to throw. Has a little bit of time. Throws it long for Weaver. He's got it. Makes the catch near the Houston 30. And that's a Bulls first down. Xavier Weaver continues to be the Bulls' big play guy, averaging 18 yards per reception, and he got a big one there. Here is Batty. He breaks into the open field, makes a cut at the 10, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, USF. 29 yards. Brian Batty put those green lights up. The Bulls have taken the lead. 40 yards to Weaver, who is just amazing, as is Timmy McLean. Got to say that. And then 29 yards, as you heard. Even when the Bulls would come up with a stop, though, which they did on the next drive and really made it easy, Houston was able to pin the Bulls down inside the one. 
And then as you know, things didn't go well on the safety call, non-safety call in Greenville in their last game. And this time, I swear it looked like Jaron Mangum at least got to the goal line, which is all you need to do. Great line by Jim Lauk, as it was indeed called a safety after a long review. After further review, the ruling on the field is confirmed. Safety. I don't know what a safety is. Incredibly, it might have ended up working out in the wash because if you're having to pump from your own goal line, there's a pretty good chance it's 14-14 to instead. Houston took over around midfield, and the Bulls came up with this stop, at least the field goal stop. Now, one thing that you won't hear on the replay of the game as we kind of trim it down, because this was a a three-and-a-half-hour game, and there were a lot of long breaks and extended TV timeouts. So, got to play and listen in the background, the start of the second quarter, then the actual play itself, because clearly the crowd was hyped. If you didn't see it, and it's on my Twitter page, at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K, Erica Brennan, the women's golf coach, they are responding to her epic dance display on the big screen. And then, oh yeah, let's get our attention back on the field to the third down stop. Cincinnati just did get by Tulsa earlier today, but they'll be in the top ten certainly in the rankings when they challenge the Bulls on Friday night. Third down and goal from the two-yard line. Bulls trying to hold Houston out of the end zone. Now Herslow comes in motion. He's to the right as well. Toon will throw. Incomplete. Tried to get it to Herslow in the end zone. And Christian Williams was able to break that up and make it fourth down. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to watch that video on my Twitter page. And, oh, yeah, the defense was pretty good there as well. So... Defense got maligned, but on the run and on short field when it came to passing, in other words, when Houston doesn't have 20 yards to run down the field, they were pretty good. And the Bulls had a chance to take a two-score lead and got a couple of third-down conversions against the nation's leading third-down conversion defense. We even mix in a drop here because there was such a great line by Sam Barrington. And then, of course, an amazing play for the touchdown. This was pretty exciting stuff on this long drive. Third down and nine from the 26. Bulls one out of three on third downs. McLean to throw. Pressure coming. Forced to roll out to his right. Throws across his body. Caught Bryce Miller. And he's got a first down out beyond the 40-yard line. Boy, that was a heck of a throw. McLean, quick pass over the middle and dropped by Bryce Miller who would have had a first down in Houston territory. A rare drop for Miller, who's usually sure-handed, but that one hurts. It's third and eight. Yeah, if somebody had to bet me that they saw Bigfoot standing on Fowler Avenue, I would have told them, hey, you would have seen that before you saw Bryce Miller drop a ball. Third down and eight from the Bulls, 44, McLean to throw. It is caught by Xavier Weaver, and he's got a first down in Houston territory near the Cougars' 40-yard line. That's two big third-down conversions for the Bulls on this drive. They get 16 out of that one, first and 10 USF. Horn was lined up right. They wanted him left. Now he makes that adjustment, and the Bulls are ready to go. Horn in motion, takes the pitch. Acted like he was going to throw, put it down, ran over a tackler, and he's got a first down. My goodness, Jimmy Horn just crushed 
a would-be tackler. McLean to throw. Great protection. Can't find anybody. Now rolling left. Throws on the run for Brinkman. Makes the catch. Eludes a defender and scores. Mitchell Brinkman from Timmy McLean. Green lights on. 33 yards. That's six for the Bulls. Timmy McLean. He rolled out an extended play and found Mitchell Brinkman, a guy who's been quiet all season. But he found him, got into the end zone. Tremendous job by USF. I mentioned being able to be there. You see things that you can't see watching the game at home. You get vibes. And definitely being in the press box with Sam Barrington, I can tell you folks, he loves this program. And it is great to see his reactions on some of the best plays. Of course, usually it's a linebacker. But now when you see McLean do things, He'll just turn around and give me that big-eyed grin. I mean, he is excited. Everybody's excited. And I know, I know the defense struggled in this game and ended up giving up 50-plus. But you got to look at some of the positive things that you're going to hear from Jeff Scott here shortly. And absolutely, that guy right there, Timmy McLean, is a big positive. So they had their two-score lead, and man, did Houston answer quickly. A 24-yard run that was super easy, 16-yard pass, and they were in the end zone in quick fashion to make it 21-19. to Bulls, however, Bulls would go down, as you know, and try for it on fourth and one at the 16 call. I definitely agreed with you're not going to win going up 24-19, especially if it's one-yard interception and a penalty on the return unnecessary for Houston. And by the way, it was Marcus Jones overturned the return. So Houston actually had it at its 13-yard line. 17-yard pass, 15-yard run, 55-yard touchdown pass to an uncovered Tank Dell, and the Bulls are behind, but not for very long. Returnable for Batty at the goal line. Takes it up the center of the field, makes a cut. He's going off to the races again. He's got another one. It's Brian Batty, third of the year, second of the game. Unbelievable. No flags. Bulls are back in front. He took it right on the goal line again. It may be another 100-yarder. And he has matched Terrence Horn, Georgia Tech 2018, as the only Bull to ever have two in a game. Batty now has three in a career. That's a record. And the Bulls lead Houston with 2.16 to go in the second quarter. And we're just going to leave it there as far as the highlights go. Of course, if you want to listen to the full replay of the game, the second half, and I did edit it down pretty nicely, so it's less than a three-hour full replay. Of course, second half, the gist of it is the Bulls' defense came up with a couple of stops, only though after Houston had taken a two-score lead, they got the lead back quickly in the third quarter and the times that they had that two score lead with the ball actually both times Houston decided just to run it and that's the only time the Bulls defense really came through so the defense certainly is a topic we'll get to here after the opening statements from Jeff Scott after the 52-42 defeat. Hats off to Houston Uh, I thought they played excellent in the second half and uh, we just got beat I mean it wasn't it wasn't an effort thing they were just better than us in the second half it wasn't even close and um you know, that's disappointing. Uh, we had opportunities, and uh, so I just told the players, there ain't nothing magic to say. Uh, we just got beat in the second half by, by a good team. And uh, that's the negative, and uh, didn't, didn't finish the game. Uh, but the positive is, man, our guys played their hearts out. And um, they continue to do it over and over and over. Uh, like I said, it was not an effort thing. Uh, we just got outcoached and outplayed 
on uh, both sides of the ball in the second half. Uh, so you got to tip your hats to them. They made the plays. They got a really good team. There's a reason they've won eight in a row. Um, you know, and I, I um, you know, I feel for our guys uh, that we haven't been able to, to break through, um, but uh, did a lot of really good things. And um, you know, there's a lot of things to look at. Uh, Brian Batie, two kickoff returns for touchdowns. I think that tied an NCAA record for 200-yard kickoff returns. Uh, a lot of really good things there. Um, you know, offensively, eight of 16 on third down. I think Houston was number one out of 130 Division One teams on third down coming into the game, only giving up 25% conversions. And uh, we haven't done well on third down and thought we did a better job tonight. Thought Timmy McClain looked healthy, looked, looked back, to, uh, back kind of the, the guy that we saw earlier in the year, made some really uh, big plays for us whenever we needed it. Uh, but, you know, they, they got a good team, uh, bottom line. And, you know, we, we had some opportunities uh, to be able to, to pull, up, pull off a nice upset versus a really good team. But uh, ultimately, uh, they, uh, you know, they were able to, to execute better than we, we could uh, for overall for four quarters and, and beat us there in the second half. And uh, so uh, that, that's all I can say. Uh, it wasn't like it, it was not an effort thing. Uh, we, we just got beat there in the second half. So I uh, got a quick turnaround, uh, 24 hours. Uh, we'll be back uh, having meetings and all that tomorrow and uh, you know, get ready and get recharged uh, for a special uh, Cincinnati game on Friday night. Which will be an intriguing one against Cincinnati, which is probably going to be looking to win by 80 if it can after beating Tulsa narrowly. We'll all be watching, of course, Tuesday night when the new college football rankings come out. I think Cincinnati moves up, but just to five. That's a wild prediction. They won't be in the top four. Now, on to the defense, and it was Nathan Bond of the Daily Stampede asking the question. Certainly don't take offense to it because I know a lot of Bulls fans are thinking it about the defensive coordinator mixed into this commentary on that side of the ball from Coach Scott. I mean, it's the same thing that's happened really all year long, you know. Uh, we're playing with about 15 or 16 guys, and, and uh, we got to find a way to, to play better. You know, you can say what you want. I don't know, uh, but it was an effort. Uh, their guys just uh, made more plays, and, and uh, we got to try to find a way as a coaching staff to, to help our guys uh, be better in the second half. And uh, ultimately, uh, we're going to be better when we're able to recruit more depth on defense. But there's nothing you can do about that during the season. It is what it is. Uh, I appreciate their effort. I appreciate them playing hard. And uh, I wish I could help them as a coach. Coach, uh, is it time to reevaluate the, the defense coordinator position? Yeah, I would say looking at our uh, defense, um, we, we're banged up. We don't have a lot of guys out there playing. If I felt like we just had a lot of really good guys out there, you know, making a bunch of plays and we were just out of position, then that's when you look at that. But I think anybody watching us play, uh, we're, we're just um, we're not able to make the plays we need to make in the second half. But we have guys in position, and that, that's what you look for as a coach. I think he intentionally repeated that phrase as far as players being out of position because that's the one thing you see a lot on social media and the specific criticism at Glenn Spencer is like the players are there they're just being put in the wrong position I don't know like he just alluded to I just don't think that the Bulls have enough depth up front it's been something he's talked about and it's pretty obvious that when you don't have that pressure on the quarterback the receivers are going to have more time to roam around they certainly did in this game, 385 yards passing for Houston, 21 of 26, while the Bulls, Timmy McLean, 22 of 46. But remember, I'd say at least a half dozen of those were getting rid of the ball to avoid a sack. Amazingly, McLean did not get sacked. I take back what I said about no more highlights. This is actually from the first half. <laughs> Speaking of not getting sacked, yeah, this was something. From the 38-yard line, 
McLean to throw. Pump fake now under pressure and gets away. I don't know how, but he's got some room. Gets to the 35, to the 30, and out of bounds at the 25-yard line. Plays like that cement the legacy. He was 99.99% down, and somehow he spun out of it, and he ran for 13 yards and a first down. Down by all rights at the 47 instead, up to the 25. That would actually be on the drive that led to that interception. One more from Jeff Scott on where the team is right now, and this is a great summary, folks. You know, you got to almost play perfect when you're playing these good teams. I mean, bottom line... Um, you know, whatever, 14-point underdog, you got to play really, really well. Defensively in the third quarter after one or two drives, uh, the defense held them two times in a row and gave the ball to the offense, and we had a chance to go down and score offensively and uh, couldn't throw it for any, so we said let's run it. And uh, they had a really good defensive line. We weren't able to get any uh, penetration, tried to run the ball, and uh, didn't have success. And so, you know, we, we got to be able to play a little bit more complimentary, you know, football. I think that's part of it, too, in the second half. Uh, offensively, we just didn't have um, – it's hard to have some, some rhythm when we couldn't run the ball. We knew it would be challenging versus their front. Um, but, you know, we just kept giving it back to them. And they're too good of an offense, too good of a team just to keep giving it back to them. And, and ultimately, it, it caught up with us. What, what I see out of our guys, uh, I just absolutely love what I see in our locker room, man. To, to have the record we have, been through all the stuff we've been through, and come out and watch the way these guys play. And ultimately, we just run out of gas. So that's what it is, and against a good team, you can say whatever you want to say. Uh, that's, that's basically what it is, and we got to find a way as as coaches uh, to to be able to put them in a little bit better position, and and they got to find a way to be able to make some plays. But man, they they come out. It's not a fluke. Our guys have been playing really hard. Uh, I'm proud of the way that they've responded. Ultimately, long term, that's going to pay off uh, for us. Uh, but you know, right now, uh, it hurts, and it's part of the the growing pains that we're going through. And uh, But we will get better, we'll respond, and we'll be back uh, Friday night uh, ready to go play. You'll get much more of the head coach today as the football radio show will hit for the first time at 6 o'clock. We'll have some clips tomorrow. We'll also have some clips, I'm guessing, from the postgame show of Brian Batty. Hang on to those, anticipating fully he'll be the special teams player of the week. That'll be on tomorrow's show. Also this weekend, the Bulls men's soccer team wins, did its part on Friday night but had other things not go its way. We'll explain. Women's soccer in the championship match yesterday did lose, but we'll give you the complete outlook. Today is Selection Sunday. Also recap volleyball for you as well. Stay tuned. This is Bulls Beat.